Welcome to Bayside's podcast. Our prayer is that this message will bring you some love, truth and life into all that you do. Different take from different characters in the Bible. So thank you, Jeff, for opening it up. We learned about the shepherds, what their experience was, how they um, encountered an angel out in the field and then went and met baby Jesus. And that was awesome. Then last week we had Caleb speak about um, Mary. Mary and her response to the good news, her response to the angelic visitation she had, and he shared on that. Today, I'm going to be reading from Matthew and what it's going to look like the next 15 minutes or so. So kids down the front, kids in the service, do you think that you can listen for 15 minutes? I think you can. No, no, no. I think you can because what I'm sharing is for young and it is for old. It is for anyone in between, and uh, I'm not pointing out any old people today, but we love our grandparents here. Um, It's for everyone today, so I encourage you to have a listen. So what we're going to (laughs) do, we are going to have a read of the gospel, and I'm going to read it out. And um, for those of you that joined in on our Matthew in a month reading plan a few months ago, I read the book of Matthew. And so I actually picked up on a few things back then that I'm going to share with you today. So we're going to read the gospel through um, chapter one and two. It's a little bit of a chunk of scripture, but I think that it is very important to read and be reminded about the facts, the story, the time Jesus was born and to bring that back to our forefront because it is so good to be encouraged with all the beautiful intricacies that God had ordained during that time. So we're going to read and remind that. We're going to have a look at today's character and I'm going to be sharing from the perspective of Joseph and then Caleb and I want to pray for you guys as we finish up our last week in the building this week. Does that sound all right? Awesome. Let's just pray before we get started. 15 minutes, time starts now. Lord God, we thank you that you're a good God. We thank you for your faithfulness this year. We thank you for our kids. We thank you for our teenagers that have graduated. We thank you for our parents from next generation sowing into the people in this community and in this house, Lord. We thank you. We believe for an incredible word this morning because your word is good. Your word is true. Your word is faithful. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Very good. Okay, so we're going to start off from Matthew 1, verse 18. So if you've got your Bibles, you can open that up. I might have to bring next family service because we are going to do a couple of different family service style things next year. I might have to have a box of chocolates up here, right? Or some bananas or apples or something equally delicious and healthy. And I can lob some uh, things out to the crowd to keep you all on your toes. But we're going to have a listen to this. So the nativity of the Messiah, what I like about Matthew is that he goes straight into the facts. So after we've got the genealogy, genealogy, genie, like the genie, genealogy, sorry, mind blank. After we have the genealogy of Jesus, he goes straight into the facts. And he, from verse 18 says, the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. I like it straight into it. After his mother, Mary, had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. From their sins. It's good news today. (laughs) Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star rising and have come to worship him. Now, King Herod, was King Herod good or was he bad? Yeah, well done. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem was with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, he was a bit sneaky, Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. Now who can tell me, was this what he wanted to do? No, he was an evil king. He did not want to do that. So the the wise men, after hearing the king, they went on their way. They didn't say yes or no. They just left. And there it was, the star they had seen rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Jesus has been bringing joy from an infant. They were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with his gifts. Can anyone tell me what his gifts were? There were three things, yes? Frankincense, yes? Gold, yes? Myrrh, well done. See, Kids Church is doing a good job, amen? And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. So remember, Joseph is our character that we're going to have a look at. In a dream saying, get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, he took the child and his mother during the night and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, he flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. When that was spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. 
after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. To Joseph. So he's had a few dreams now in Egypt saying, get up. So he's obviously asleep. He says, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, everyone say in a dream, in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth, Nazareth, to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Amen. You know, it's good to actually read loud chunks of scripture and we've been doing it uh, with our kids. We haven't always done it because sometimes it is a bit difficult to gather, the little ones, Uh, but we've been doing it. We've been reading through the chapters of Luke, um, every chapter before they go to bed, after we've finished dinner. And it's good to hear it. In uh, biblical days, they would always read things out out loud. Did you know that? They weren't, wouldn't read in their head. They would read it out loud from the gates. They would read it while they were traveling and people would hear it because it's good to read and to hear the written word of God, which is why I wanted to do it today. So we're going to have a look at Joseph. Now I've got three things because sometimes it's also good. Young and old here today. I keep saying old. I don't mean to say that. Young and graced here today experienced here today, but please catch my heart. (laughs) Everyone that's here today, it is sometimes good to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you on a character look at people in the Bible. So kids, in your Bibles, there are so many cool, excellent characters. We're going to have a look at Joseph, who was Jesus's stepdad, because who was Jesus's dad? Oh, tricky one. God was Jesus' dad, wasn't he? But God placed Jesus in a family where Joseph was his dad. Let's have a look. Joseph, the first thing we see about Joseph, Joseph was that he was kind. The Bible says he thought about these things. He was actually engaged to Mary, so they were going to get married. And back in these biblical days, it wasn't just um, a promise that you could back out of. It was like being married. So to break your engagement during this period, you had to go and get a divorce. It was very public, very shameful, a very bad thing to do. And because Mary, not only what happened to Mary, what did she have in her tummy? She was pregnant. She was pregnant. And so instead of following the law, which the law allowed for these kinds of things to be very ugly and ultimately often end in death, he decided to deal with Mary because he cared, because he was kind, because he was someone that respected and honored God. He decided to deal with it quietly. And he was a kind man. He chose to go the softer route and not cause embarrassment for her. Do you know it's so important that we are kind people? It's so important to have a heart of kindness. Kindness to young, kindness to your kids at school, kindness for families that you know might be going through things, kindness to everyone because we don't know other people's battles. We don't know the things that have happened that week. We don't know if they're facing the loss of a loved one. We don't know if they're trying to conceive We don't know if they're going through a mental or anxiety battle, but we need to be kind to people 
all the time. And Joseph was a kind man. He chose the root of kindness. So I encourage you, let's aim to be kind going into the new year. Just say, God, help me to be a kind person. Help me to look out for ways that I can meet other people's needs, that I can love on them, that I can encourage them. Because God is also a kind God. And do you know what's interesting is later in Scripture, Jesus is referred to as the carpenter's son. Doesn't say that it's Mary's son. Doesn't say that it's the son of that lady that got pregnant before she was married. The Bible calls him the carpenter's son. So what's that, what that tells me is that he was a very good dad. He was a very good foster dad for Jesus. And he put everything he had, he took that boy on as his own and he raised him and he loved him and built a good relationship so that he came under his father's name. I think that was interesting. The second thing that we can see about Joseph was that he listened to and he obeyed God. He listened to and he obeyed God. Can, does anyone know how many accounts? So I've just read that scripture through. How many accounts did God speak to Joseph in the dreams? Yeah, what do you think? Three, not quite three, yeah? Four times. Four times in that bit of scripture, God spoke to Joseph in a dream, warning him, directing him, guiding him. And you know, he could have argued. He could have been a bit like Moses and said, no, God, I can't do that. I can't marry Mary. I can't do that. What will my friends think? What will my family think? He didn't argue with God, did he? He didn't run away like, who ran away in the Bible and got swallowed by that whale? Jonah. Jonah ran the other way. He said, no way. I'm not doing what you say, God. He didn't run away. He didn't disobey. The Bible says that God spoke to him in the dream and said, get up, go with your family. And he went immediately. He went straight away. That shows me they had a pretty good relationship, don't you think? Who knows that it's good to listen and obey to your parents? I should hear a big fat yes for that. <laughs> Especially from my turn. <laughs> it's good to listen and obey your parents because your parents love you and your parents want the best for you. Just in the same way, a heavenly father loves us. He wants the best for us. And so when he asks us to do something, when he leads us, when he directs us, I encourage you and I challenge you, yes, God, I'm listening. Yes, God, I'm here for you. Yes, God, I trust you. Yes, God, I will go. Yes, God, I will give. Yes, God, I will say that, even when it's uncomfortable. Because I bet it was very uncomfortable to take that journey all the way to Egypt, to pack up your life, pack up your family, pack up your newborn baby and your wife on a donkey and head on out. I bet it was uncomfortable. Once you'd put roots down in Egypt, there's a couple of different uh, theories about how long they were there, how long Herod was alive for, but they would have got to know people. You get to know the shop where you buy your bread. You get to know your friends. You, you know, your kids make friends. And then all of a sudden there was another word and it's get up, go back because the people who are after your son have now died. Did he waste time? Did he disobey? He listened and he obeyed God and he was blessed because of that. And then the third thing that I see, this is coming from God, is God spoke identity and direction to Joseph in his first dream. He says to him, Joseph, son of David. Joseph, son of David. When God speaks to us, he knows us. He knows you. He knows your situation. He knows your heritage. He knows your lineage. He knows where you've come from. God knows everything there is to know about us. He spoke identity to him. 
Joseph, son of David. I'm so grateful that we're from Christ's lineage. I'm so grateful that we've been adopted by him. He says to him, do not be afraid. How many times have you heard that in the Bible? Do not be afraid because we as humans can get a little bit scared sometimes, can't we? We can get a little bit fearful. God's always encouraging us, don't be afraid. I've got you. I love you. I want what's best for you. Don't be afraid. Don't look at the circumstance. Look to me. He's saying, don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. Go on. Take Mary as your wife. Have Jesus. And he goes on to give him direction. So God gives him identity and he gives him direction. <laughs> God's ways are higher than our ways. God's work, God works through us to make his plans come to pass. And you know, when I was reading this, I was just so in awe. So God sends Jesus, saviour of the world, his beloved seed, his beloved son, as a newborn infant baby. Helpless, completely helpless. His plan to save the world comes from a newborn baby. But who does he use? Who does he use to look after, to nurture, to protect, to help his plans come to pass? He uses a man and a woman. He uses people. He used Joseph and Mary to be Jesus' earthly parents, to love him, to protect him, to help to guide him. Whatever age you are, God can use you in his grand master plan. God can use you. God can use you if you're five. God can use you if you're 50. God can use you if you're 99 and anything in between. God used Joseph in the biggest plan he had in history. He was just a man, but he was a provider and a protector. And he was used by God to orchestrate a very important role in the life of someone else. God chooses to work through us. He chooses to work through us. And I'm so grateful that he is a good God, that he is a redeemed God. He redeems us. He chooses to work through us, through you and me. And I'm excited to see next year, this Christmas period, five years from now, 10 years from now, what is God working through you? How can we listen and obey? How can we lean into him? Because God wants to speak to us. God wants to help us with other people. Just like Joseph helped Jesus along the way, God wants to use us to help other people. Amen. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see us all grow in that because we want to be a church that loves on other people that is kind and that helps people to grow in Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can visit us at baysidechurch.org.au or listen to any more of our podcasts on your favourite listening app.